Hello, my name is Carlos Lopez, and I want to welcome you to the last episode of the Magicians Without Borders conversation for 2020. This episode is a recap of this wonderful, weirdly unpredictable year. So we're recapping that with Tom Werner. So please sit back and enjoy. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 19 of Magicians Without Borders Conversations. My name is Carlos Lopez, and uh, it's, it's, it's so uh, exciting to be here. Uh, I can't believe that we've been doing this for 19 episodes, and that it is time uh, to wrap up this crazy, crazy year. It's been uh, such a crazy, crazy year. Um, it's, it's amazing everything that has happened. Uh, and before we go any further, I just wanted to um, tell you guys that one of the things that we did during the year was actually uh, this store, store.magicianswithoutborders.com. So if you go to, to that URL, uh, store.magicianswithoutborders, you can actually uh, go and purchase um, magic from Magicians Without Borders, which is you can have a show at home, virtual uh, show at home for you, your your family or your friends to celebrate a birthday or in any corporate events uh, and also workshops. We do workshops online and this shows and workshops are with our students. So that's pretty cool. Our students from the slums of Bogota, Colombia, uh, some from Costa Rica and El Salvador, uh, come to this uh, shows and workshops. And, you know, it's, it's a way for them to earn an income as well. And of course, you can also purchase our uh, uh, video magic uh, course, Become a Magician. So remember, if you want to learn some uh, magic, you can, uh, or you can, you want to see uh, some shows, you can go to a store.magicianswithoutborders.com. Let me just uh, show everyone where you can go. Exactly, you can go here. That's great. You can go to store.magicianswithoutborders and see what we offer. And everybody here uh, that's here, welcome. So I see Jason that's logged in. Hola, Jason. Como estas? Maria Regina. How, hi, how are you? And uh, welcome everybody to this final episode of the year. So uh, this has been uh, quite a year and I want to, you know, wrap it up with the one and only Tom Werner. <laughs> hey, Tom, how are you? The one and only. Here we are. Thank yeah. God. Some people would say. <laughs> Thank God the show went Tom. Tom, we need more people like you in this world. <laughs> Well, it's certainly good to be here, and it certainly has been a year. Yeah. Uh, I was just on the phone, and I think this will um, come up in our conversation tonight, someone I hadn't spoken to in a few months, and we were just talking about how all of us have had to adapt in new ways and do things yeah. we... Um, have never done before. 
uh, or do things we've done before in new ways. Um, and the thing that um, she also mentioned was what from this year, what did we learn this year about what's important or ways to do things in new ways that will carry on even after the pandemic? So that's something maybe we could touch on tonight. You know, what yeah. What things did we start doing differently this year? Did we learn that we'll, we'll continue doing, even though we don't, quote, have to, you know? Yes, I, I think that's so such an important point because I remember very early in the pandemic um, when, when it started to hit real, 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 real hard, uh, I saw an article saying that, you know, entertainment was not a, an essential part or an essential job. So entertainers and performers were not considered essential. So th they were going to suffer a lot. Yeah. And I remember all the angst that that, you know, produced in all of us. Yeah. But, you know, as, as, the, as uh, the, the year went on, you know, well, it turned out that, that it did. You know, it's very important. It's a very important part of society, of culture. And, that, you know, we needed to adjust. We needed yeah. to, to find new ways of, of, of doing what we do. And actually, right now, Jorge Ruiz is from Russia live. So, hola, Jorge. How are you? ¿Cómo está, Jorge? Hola, Jorge. Vamos a hablar un poco de Jorge más, más adelante. We're going to talk about Jorge a little bit further because this pandemic really, you know, gave us a, a unique opportunity to do the things that we were used to doing in a very different way. But before that, I just wanted to, you know, what we're going to do today is just go chronologically on the year, what stuff we were doing or we did. And well, we, I want to start with this, you know, the first thing we did this year was, um, was this, we went to South Africa. We were uh, fortunate enough to do our magic service trips, a, a magic service trip for 2020 in South Africa in Cape Town. I know we've talked about this uh, a little while, but you know, you do you remember where you're at there, Tom? Where were you? Where were you at? Yeah, um, the name of the place is uh, the Green Green Market. Green, what was it? What was it? Was it was outside of a church? in this big marketplace and yeah, yeah. um markets square what was it called green market square now yeah, green market square right and there were a whole group of of refugees uh, living inside this church and um and we happened by and as we sometimes do we just started performing for them and that's what's yeah. happening in this picture here yeah so that trip was amazing i know we've talked a lot about that trip but you know we got to walk um on the streets and do magic for for an impromptu audience do you remember where that was tom that what was up in that? that up in that neighborhood with all those you can Bo see in the back what was it bow cap oh yeah bow camp it had these amazingly colorful homes it was a beautiful neighborhood Cape Town was just spectacularly yeah, beautiful. Uh, the natural beauty as well as the man-made beauty. It's just beautiful. Yeah. It's just wonderful. And I remember that day that the, the whole town, town and the, uh, but the neighborhood in particular was getting ready for a parade, remember? Oh, that's Everyone right. And, and 
face painting and all of that was pretty cool. I think this is one of my favorite things to do on these on these trips is you're just there on the street and there's maybe three or four kids and you start doing a little magic for them and then more people gather and it's just spontaneous. It just happens and then it's over and everybody goes and it's like, where did that come from? You know, did that magician, you know, I, it's just wonderful. Yeah. I agree. I agree. Such, such, such fun. And so, you know, impromptu, I think that's, that's wonderful. Yeah. But you know, we were there with all of these magicians to do shows, to do social magic over there. So uh, we were joined by uh, guys from uh, UCLA uh, and their magic group called Mist, And that's the magic uh, group from the U UCLA University in Los Angeles or in California. And also the Yale Magic Society guys that we uh, started the magic service trips with and that ha ha have been with us uh, all this time uh, for trip now. And, oh, oh, of course, you and Janet were there also. And I was there with Laura, who was, I guess, the one that took the picture. Such a sweet so, trip. It was great. Yeah, it was wonderful. We got to perform in places like this. So, you know, an open space in a township. I don't remember the name of the township, but I remember it was packed. <laughs> it was packed. You remember that show? Yeah, yeah and, and it was organized. Um, was he a policeman? Yes. Yeah, and he was a policeman who yes, well. was one of those really good policemen who is connected to the community and his house is open to kids who come and he mentors them and helps them uh, and tries to, you know, make their lives a little better because life can be very yeah. difficult in the townships for sure. In the townships. I agree. And it was a great show, very challenging. We had that sound system, but there were so many people. It was pretty cool, pretty cool. But we also went to some, some places that needed help. Do you remember this children's home? I do remember that show. I don't remember the name of it. I remember we went to one St. Joseph's, uh, mm -hmm. but that, that was not this one. I don't know what this one yeah, is. This, this is another one. This was a, a children's home that the name you know, escapes me right now. But I remember that the outside of this place, like inside was very beautiful, but outside it was very, you know, what's the word? That people don't come anymore and it's like abandoned. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah pretty, pretty hard to see. So inside it's pretty beautiful, but outside it was. Yeah. You know, yeah, it was, it, was, it was very challenging to see the reality. But, you know, these service trips are about this. You know, the magic service trips are uh, uh, not only about performing in this uh, in those environments, but this. This is where uh, right here, actually, Aiden is, is showing a rope trick to three of our students in the education chapter in Cape Town. Yeah. So th this is what it's all about. I mean, or for me, I think this is the, the, the highest point on the of the of the trip is just you know having this moment of interaction between the volunteers that travel with us and the local kids of our education chapter. So, so for those those who may not know, we have seven groups of children around the world that we're using magic to help them develop self-confidence and discipline and self-esteem and um and these service trips as Carlos just said, here's a perfect 
image of it. Here is one of the guys from UCLA uh, working side by side with one of the students uh, in the chapter in Cape Town out in a township. And they are developing a magic routine together, which then becomes a show that we do uh, toward the end of the trip. And you'll hear about the show we did at the end of the Cape Town trip was very, very special. But this is wonderful that that uh, um, magicians from uh, Magicians Without Borders get to work with these young kids and be a mentor for the moment. And it's great. It's wonderful for both of them. Yeah. Yes, I think exactly what you say. I mean, this Magic service trips, I think, you know, embodies uh, uh, very much what we want to do with Magicians Without Borders, you know, using magic to create a just world uh, full of possibilities in communities around the world. So uh, I think uh, our, our volunteers get to experience this. So this is challenging. We are in the, actually right now, this is Katrina, a professional magician from Los Angeles, who is in the, in a little, you know, um, kind of a, a, a little space that's used as a church in the middle of a township, you know, where the kids get together with our head local magician there, Jacques Lesseur, to, to, you know, a, a learn magic every week. And it, it was challenging being there, you know, after the whole trip, we were a little bit tired, but we get to spend some time with the kids to, you know, do something that they uh, are, are not used to doing. And, and what was that? Uh, you know, interact with, you know, people that go to Cape Town as tourists. And I think that's very, very interesting for, for both, for the tourists in Cape Town, but also for the kids in the townships, you know, having this, you know, foreigners go and, and, and just, you know, be with them, share with them and build something together that's going to be challenging for both. Yeah. So for the volunteers and for the kids, that show that we, that we were planning is a challenge because it's, you know, it's going to be a, a show that's in a theater in front of a live audience. And that's a challenge that we both are going are gonna, to, uh, you know, hit on as a team together. And I think that's wonderful to yeah. experience. That's uh, Jacques, Jacques Lesser there, uh, the yeah. man who's been teaching these kids for this uh, last year and this, this year. Um, it's been challenging this year. Uh, but he's a wonderful man. He's a graduate from the world-famous College of Magic um, in Cape Town, uh, which you'll hear some more about in a moment. Exactly. Well, uh, talking about that, you know, it's funny you mention it, Tom, because <laughs> even though we, we we created lots of laughter in the kids and their families, I remember that she she's the mom of this little kid, and, and she was kind of skeptical of of this whole magic thing. And what do you mean that some you know uh, um, uh, foreigners are gonna come and and be with them? What do you mean? Can I come? And we were like, yes, awesome. And you know, she went with us, and she was with us every day that we were training with the kids and also she came to the show. And I think that's, that's an amazing experience that he had as a family member of one of our students. Yeah. That was, that was wonderful. So you were talking about, <clears throat> you were talking about the college of magic. This is uh, David Gore, you know, the, the, the founder and the uh, actual uh, president of the, the college of magic. 
and uh, we got to meet him and i think this this was a, an iconic moment because this is where you know the the two top uh, organizations that do um education with magic as a social as a tool for social social change got together right wow and they do it in in very different ways you know the the college of magic does i mean their programs are are, are based on a place and and it's very different than magicians without borders you know having multiple education chapters all over the world but uh, it was so wonderful to to hear and see what they were doing wouldn't you agree tom oh it was such an honor to meet david i mean i've heard of and hope someday to go to uh, the College of Magic. And I ended up there. And as you'll hear, we ended up being there in a, in a wonderful way. And to meet David. And he knew about Magicians Without Borders and really loved and respected the work we've been doing these 20 years. And we just have been great admirers of David's work. And uh, what he's done at the College of Magic. It's such an extraordinary place. Yeah, yeah I agree. And, and Ooh, it looks there stunning. it is. <laughs> there it is. It looks stunning. So we got to visit the place, the College of Magic, and we got, you know, to tour it. It's it's wonderful. I think, the, the, I remember walking into it. it. It's like, you know, like we always have this, this thing in Colombia. We have a magic school. And that's sort of like this, not that big, but but it it has that feeling of you know of wonder, of amazement, and, and yeah. when our students walk in there, it's like a whole new world opens up, right? Yeah, that's yeah. interesting that you say Richard's school in in Bogota has a it it does. There's something about that when you walk in there, the posters, the old antique magic props in cases and then the little theater that he has and the teaching space it's um it just feels magical you know yeah. i mean this feels like hogwarts or something like exactly it's like your real you know magic school and, and you know we were there and you got to perform at the college of magic Tom. oh I my god that, a dream know, come true yeah amazing right? Amazing, yeah. uh, and I think the coolest thing is that well, well, we not only got to perform there, but the reason that we were performing there, I think it's for me, it's the most meaningful, right? We were performing there with the kids that we talked about earlier. You know, these are three of them. You know, yeah. a, a performing a piece with Danny, one of our volunteers. You know, and and they were in front of a live audience for the first time. Uh, that were paying a ticket to to a magic show, and and, and uh, about about um, you know thirty percent of the audience that you see there are the parents and brothers and sisters of these young magic students of ours in Cape Town, and the parents were so proud and the brothers and sisters to see their. Uh, their brother up there performing. Uh, it was a, a wonderful moment. And I think I think it did a lot for the program in South Africa, you know, because the parents uh, and families got to see what these children have been learning. You know? um, 
and how uh, poised and dignified and talented they looked up there on stage at this world-class, world-famous College of Magic. It was a great night. It was wonderful. Yes, I agree. I think it's so, I mean, it highlights them so much. And, and they themselves are in a, you know, in a, in a, in a different uh, position, right? That they're usually at. They are in a in a in a more powerful position that, that they usually are, and I think that's that's pretty interesting. And you know, this is the end of the show. We were all very proud. We've got all the volunteer magicians from all over the world, and we got the little kids there, and it was such a great feeling. You know, having that 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 uh, applause at the end, and and. And, and I think that that show is such a great ending to the magic service trips. I yeah. think it's a very cool way to put it all together. Exactly. Because this is one of the last days of our trip. We're, we're tired, you know, we, we've been traveling, we've been uh, teaching these kids and, and coming together and, and building a routine to perform. We're very excited, but we did this as a team together and I think it's a wonderful experience to, to you know, to, to, to have that as, 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 uh, as part of a, of a trip. You yeah. know, that, that usually when you go to on, on a trip, we just go and, and, you know, do touristy stuff and that's it. But this was su this is such a wonderful way to end a magic service trip. Yeah, it was a great one. You know, it... Yeah. And, and, and Jock again in the center yeah. of Jock, yep. And that's Jack, and we were, you know, reaping the rewards. This was so cool for the kids to see and experience that the hard work, you know, that they had put on for, for almost a year at that point um, was paying off, right? Because this, of course, we, we charged for the show and, 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 and that's the, that gets, you know, brought back to the program. But it was for the kids, like, saying, like, wow, like, we made this, right? Like, as, as a team, we made this happen. And, and it, it's such a great moment to to see that being materialized. Yeah. Like it's not just you know the the the, the growth that you experience and all the non tangible things that this program does and brings, but also you know hey you can you can uh, generate what you lack the most, yeah. which is uh, uh, economic resources. I think it was uh, it was wonderful and. Well, you know, there, there, there's a, a video that one of the uh, volunteers uh, put together. And uh, let's see, we, do, we can, you know, just get a, a, a little, um, a little uh, piece of that video because Josh um, just makes some wonderful videos, you know. Josh, is, is, it's a wonderful uh, a videographer, Josh Beasley, and this is part of the, of the video uh, of the trip. So here we go. Call it magic. Call it true. Call it magic. When I'm with you. And I just got broken. Broken into two. Still I call it magic. Carlos Lopez.
artists with Magicians Without Borders. We are in St. Joseph's Children's Home where some kids are uh, burn victims and we're gonna give them a great time with 15 magicians from all over the world. Dan and I are about to do our first duo act ever. It's dangerous. And we haven't, we just started playing 30 seconds ago and our show is in one minute ago. In Cape Town, we had a couple great shows yesterday, as you guys saw. But now we we have a free day today. We're supposed to go to Robin Island, but anyways, that we weren't able to get a booking. So now we're just we're uh, going to the beach. Going to the beach, little beach day. Might put the drone up, get some cool pics. So we're excited. Yeah, Danny, what do you think? So uh, I think that that you know sums up the trip. You know, performances for 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 uh, children's homes, and orphanages, and stuff like that. And then you know, tourist tourist stuff. You know, going to the beach, getting to know the city. Uh, it was an amazing experience. It was an amazing yeah. experience. Anything you want to add to the magic service trips, Tom? Yeah, they have been all really, really a wonderful combination of performing in places that uh, these magicians would never find themselves in, you know, leper colonies and really odd, difficult, um, you know, sad places. And, uh, and then having fun and seeing beautiful things and then meeting with our students and collaborating and creating a magic show. It's a very rich I'm so sad we're not going somewhere this year, but God willing, inshallah, as they say in Arabic, uh, God willing, we'll go next year. Yeah. Yes. So I'm just uh, putting here in the comments, like, uh, if you want uh, to know more, more about our uh, magic service trips, service, service trips. Hey, go here. So I'll just put a link up in the comments. Uh, uh, I, I will, of course, or of course, leave it in the show notes. Um, this, you know, that you can join us uh, when we go on our next trip. We don't know when that's going to be, but you know, you know, the 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 world throws us some curveballs, so we'll try to deal with them. Like 20, this one. 2020 was a curveball, that's for sure. Yeah, 2020 was a curveball. We can see what 2021 is going to throw well, at we us. Better, we better move along here. We're only on January 20th. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm spending a lot of time in January because that was the coolest thing that we did and then the pandemic. But, you know, yeah, we, did, we definitely did some, some other stuff. This is Alejandro Muniz. He's a, a very, very well-known a magician and mentalist um, uh, in in Latin America. He is from Uruguay, but lives in Brazil. And uh, he started a Magicians Without Borders, so Magicos Sem Fronteras, uh, the second chapter that we have in Brazil. 
in a place called Campinas. So Campinas, that's to the north of Sao Paulo, about 100 kilometers, kilometers north of Sao Paulo. And you know, he, he, got, he got started, he got together with an organization that, that's called um, Maria Rosa, and they, they started working. As soon as they started working, then pandemic hit. So, you know, that it's a very vulnerable um, community. So they had to, you know, close up lockdown. And that program is now, you know, on, on standby. We have not been able to get back there uh, safely. And we're working on ways uh, to do that because we don't know when that's going to, you know, happen. Yeah. Yeah, but that's, that's something that's pretty cool because Alejandro, you know, he's been a teacher of magic for a lot of years and a performer. He's won, you know, Flasoma. So Flasoma is like the, the Latin American version of, of FISM. He, he's, he has gone and, and participated and competed in FISM, uh, in mentalism. It's, his act is just wonderful. That's something that, you know, started and, you know, uh, threw us a curveball the year. Uh, but, you know, we were able to do some performances. So, Tom, tell us about this one. Where are you at? So this is... Um in uh, Juarez, uh, Mexico, uh, and it's the third uh, trip uh, we took down there uh, from the middle of February. We were there for two weeks uh, performing in shelters for asylum seekers, and we did 12 shows for about 2,000 asylum seekers. This is on the other side of the river, this is in El Paso, an amazing mural uh, that Janet and I are standing in front of. Um, and it, it was a very powerful trip. Uh, and this was a sign that in some ways um, embodies what Magicians Without Borders is trying to do, to build bridges, not walls or borders. This is the river, the Rio Grande, not so grand right here. Um, and this is on the bridge that connects uh, El Paso and Juarez. And thousands of people go back and forth. This was a wonderful little church, um, Oscar Romero a Church, um, and a shelter for, uh, for poor people. And uh, they had a church service. And then after the service, the priest invited us to do a performance inside the church. Uh, it was a wonderful, wonderful day. And these are at different places, orphanages. This is in a shelter. The one on the left is a shelter. The one on the right was actually a little library that um, the people who were putting us up and giving us a place to stay, uh, asked us if we would perform in that library. Uh, so there's uh, the library on the left, and then that's a shelter. You can see all the bunks, because um, some nights they might have 50 people. The next night they might have 150 people. So they have to be ready with all, that's all bunks stacked up in the back. And we did shows there, um, a number of number of shows uh, in El Paso, as well as the twelve shows we did over in Juarez. So yeah, and I think that that you know performing in that 
in that ambiance in that in that place where it's you know in between borders or in the in in a border right a, with that much uncertainty of what's going to happen and you know the complicated regulations of migrants or for migrants it's very unsettling yeah and, and of course the, the the news that you hear and what you can see about you know the way that they're handling the situation it's just so so unnerving to to, to know that this is happening right that that, that that you know this is happening and and, and and that they don't have access to entertainment. So no. I think it's very, very important. The play, the, the shelter there, the shelter there on the right where I'm performing for those children um, is a place called Nazareth House. It's started by a marvelous man who has a number of shelters in El Paso and also over in Juarez. His name is Ruben uh, Garcia. And we were doing a show in this place, and this nun, this sister, came down the hall and into the room where we were performing, and um, she said, the shelter is filled with laughter. It's the first time since I've been here that the shelter is filled with laughter. I wondered what was going on, and she saw us doing magic, and it was, it was beautiful to fill that place with laughter instead of sadness. Awesome, that's awesome. So we we actually, or, or you actually got to do that right before the pandemic, right? Yeah. And and while you were doing that in Bogota, in Colombia, there was a, a film crew doing a documentary or or, or, or doing a short, um, uh, a short film that was supposed to air in theaters about the magic in Colombia. And one of our kids, uh, Kevin Sea, is right there. He's being highlighted on on that uh, little short documentary, and, and it was it's wonderful. But we have not been able to see it because it's it's meant for theaters, right? So in in Colombia, there's a law that's pretty interesting that all the theaters have to put on before the main uh, movie. They have to put on a local short. Oh. So, so uh, there's a lot of local shorts, and that's a, a very great way for filmmakers to get their, wor their, their work out. And, you know, this is one of them. And, and you know, it was beautifully produced uh, and filmed. And, you know, Kevin's part of it, who is uh, one of our students here in Colombia, and we have not been able to see it because, wow, 2020 curveball. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So that that also happened while you were in in, in Juarez in, in yeah in Mexico. But you know, this also happened. This happened in June. This is um there's a, a wonderful organization called Mahican, who which is you know uh, the, the most wonderful foundation that you know supports magic worldwide, and they have these awards awards, and they awarded our head local magician from Costa Rica, Diego Vargas, the International Rising Star um, uh, Prize, right? So uh, they recognize young magicians from all around the world and they give them this award. Uh, it comes with a prize, uh, a money prize, and of course the prestige of it. You know, Mahicana has highlighted in the past people like uh, Jorge Blas, like Penn and Teller, like Juan Tamariz, 
and we are so so um, uh, honored that you know we we get to have a someone from our staff uh, being highlighted as the international rising star of 2020. I think that's yeah. that's a wonderful you know statement to to the work that Diego Vargas is putting. Uh, they talk in that award of uh, you know his wonderful stage work, uh, his wonderful uh, corporate work. And of course, the work that he does with Magicians Without Borders as well. So that's something that's just so wonderful to have. Diego, Diego um, heard about Magicians Without Borders and we exchanged some emails. Uh, and I was in El Salvador. This must have been, I don't know, six or, I don't know how many years ago, six or eight years ago. And he took a 20-hour bus ride um, to uh, from... Uh, uh, Costa Rica to uh, Santa Ana, El Salvador, and we spent a couple you of days. Knew. And then, and he took a twenty-hour bus ride back just to to connect with Magicians Without Borders. Uh, so he's a he's a wonderful, wonderful young man. Terrific. Definitely, definitely. And then we all started doing this, Tom. <laughs> we all yeah. started trying to figure out how to you know uh, adapt and you know uh, do things with magic online right yeah. on different platforms and i have to say that that you know to um to 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 feel the change and to see it happening and becoming Ever more, every time a little bit more and more good for us and the audience. It was wonderful to see. So this is, for example, one of the kids in in the slums of Bogota. He is actually doing a performance, and and you can see on the background that he has like a little curtain, right? The the that curtain, the white curtain, is hiding the bricks uh, of his house. Yeah. So. Because he's had their houses, they don't have you know the the finish nor paint, but you know we wanted to 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 have it something that's different than you know the the, the bricks. So he he tried to to hang a, a, a curtain, but the cool thing is that this is being watched by some people in San Francisco. So the the the, the guy that sent me the picture is a guy that works at a a place called Coursera or Coursera. Uh, who actually hired the show from us. And, and, and this is pretty cool to see the kids, you know, um, I mean, see that they can perform from their houses for people outside uh, Colombia in this case, or outside of their neighborhood, country, city. And, and it was wonderful to see this happen. Then we started doing it for birthday parties. We starting, started doing it uh, for more uh, uh, people, we started to do workshops, and it, it was very hard to adapt. It was very hard to adapt because I think magicians start, uh, or, or our experience was, we, we started doing the same thing that we did for the live show. We started doing it for the virtual show. We'll just say, hey, we'll do it for the camera, and that's it. But as we know, magic for camera work is different than live shows. And then virtual shows, they need something else. So we started, you know, learning and learning and through repetition and getting hired a lot. We, 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 you know, we, 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 we kept getting better and kept getting better. 
and you know we're going to touch about this a little bit further down but it was a challenge it was a challenge and i know it was very challenging for you tom as well oh, being boy, yeah. you know a, a, a stuck <laughs> in in vermont so <laughs> um actually they did a little uh video about your experience so tell us a little bit more yeah, about that. there there's um the largest newspaper in vermont it's called seven days um and they have a woman a videographer who works for them and she does a little video a little five or so seven minute video uh every week that is on their website um, and she found out about us and Magicians Without Borders, and her um, piece is called Stuck in Vermont. She's she's um, interviews and films people and tells the story of people who are in Vermont, and during um, COVID, Stuck in Vermont took on another meaning also, because when we came back from Juarez, we didn't travel again, you know, and we usually travel six months during the year, you know, and we traveled only f four weeks, uh, two in uh, South Africa and two in Mexico. Anyhow, here is a little piece she put together and I can set it up a tiny bit. One of the people you're going to see in here is a student of mine. And uh, he and I have been studying magic together for about a year and a half, almost two years. And he has lots of learning difficulties in school. And magic has just improved his social skills and his um, ability to interact with people and be a better student. And that's part of what's going on in this a uh, little video that doesn't get talked about directly, but you'll see him uh, when he stands up. It begins with his little brother. This is his little brother and his sister that you see. Um, okay, so maybe we can just do it because we're running out of time here. Here's the video. Lift your fingers up, straight up. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? <laughs> We're here in Lincoln at the home of Tom and Janet. Tom's a magician and Janet is a mime. They have performed all Lift over the world with their organization, Magicians Without Borders. Magic is a universal language. Due to COVID, Tom and Janet have become truly stuck in Vermont. But today we're going to see a magic show with them and a family from Addison. We've traveled to 45 countries, performing mainly for refugee and orphan kids. And the mission is to use magic to entertain, educate, and empower forgotten kids. <laughs> no. No. The only reason I like showing other people magic is to actually make them happy. With some help from Tom, young Ezra is learning how to become a magician. What? What? In learning magic, it, it really develops your concentration and your memory and 
your feeling of self-worth? The very first time I met Tom was on New Year's Eve, December 31st. He was doing a magic show and I was his assistant. And I asked him if he would come up and help me. And he was just terrific. He was all quirky and sort of funny and the audience loved him, I loved him. And Ezra was completely confident and he almost took on this whole new persona. And he and Tom had this incredible back and forth going on upstage that I had never seen Ezra like that before. It started out all blank. He just really developed with the magic. And he still struggles a lot, but he has come out of himself and... Don't break it. Oh! Fun to see him perform because before we used to just watch other people do it and now Ezra like puts on little shows for us. and Put on a magic show for my great-grandfather. I've done birthday parties for a lot of birthday parties. An excellent way to um to make friends and kind of an icebreaker on the playground, if you will, you know, for a kiddo who might not be as um, socially confident as others. And he's learning that he can approach a group of kids that otherwise he might not know how and say, hey, you want to see a magic trick? <laughs> Houdini once said that when I perform for people in difficult circumstances, my magic not only amazes and amuses, but it can awaken hope that the impossible is possible. We perform for people who don't have homes, usually, refugees and orphans. And we have such a beautiful home in Vermont, here in the mountains, and it somehow felt like a way of sharing our home. This must be the Harry Houdini escaping rubber band. Okay, now let me teach you this. So we have a group now of kids in Brazil, Colombia, Costa Rica, El Salvador, South Africa, and two groups in India. So we've been uh, teaching them magic. Sorry, Isaac. <laughs> I realized how much laughter is healing. That gave me permission to go and do my silliness. We encourage young people that we talk to, find out what you love doing and go out and do it to help people. We believe firmly in connection and I think that that's something that probably um, Janet and Tom also believe in is, is making connections with other people. And to be able to do that through magic is not something that I ever would have thought of on my own. <laughs> you can have the <laughs> All of our shows uh, got canceled. We had 30 shows and we couldn't travel. So we were at home like everybody else. Well, our options are pretty limited right now, you know, especially being the parent of, of young elementary aged kids. And Jen and I created a magic course called Become a Magician. A parent or a grandparent and a child could create a magic show and do it at Christmas time. One, two, two three. Beautiful, fantastic. All right. So your brother is a magician, I hear. Tell me about I'm also a magician. You're a magician too. So you're a family of magicians. And it does become a family experience. Your number was seven. <gasps> oh. 
the holidays are going to be a little bit funny this year, so maybe a little magic is what we all need, and we will get stuck in Vermont with you again real soon. Okay, and everybody give me a big ta-da! Love the movement and color! Yeah! That was so cool, Tom. That was so cool, Tom. What a great job she did. Yeah. yeah. She did a wonderful job. She did a wonderful job. And, you know, this is the 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 uh, work, the result of that, of being stuck in Vermont is, you know, learn.magicianswithoutborders.com. You know, that become a magician course. Because uh, you you know you were you you were hard at work uh, trying to come up with a way to show uh, other people how to learn magic and to really uh, really learn magic. Not just you know you were not interested in just telling them how uh, the trick is done and, and learn the secret, but to really show them how uh, to become a magician. And I think that's why this 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 is a, a, a unique. A, a work, a unique um, way that you're showing people how to become a magician. It's a wonderful yeah. course. You know, I am, you know, highlighting right now. You can see it. It's it's got. A, you can have it for sixty five dot ninety nine. So it's very very convenient, and it has a, a thirteen learning sessions. Uh, it has an introduction and a whole magic show. So you can uh, actually learn at your own pace. This is a self paced course. And you can go through all the sessions. It, uh, each session has a, a performance video of how the trick uh, looks, and then an explanation video on the secret and the performance of it. Not just the secret, but how to perform it. And this is wonderful. Uh, people have been, you know, purchasing this as gifts for uh, for for their relatives, for their children, for their uh, uh, um, nephews, nieces. So it's a great, great way to get started in magic and to really start, you know, becoming a, a magician. So I think that's a wonderful uh, job. Up here in the in the northern uh, hemisphere, we have winter going on, and it is would be a wonderful thing to do during January, February, March when we're inside because of the cold and the snow and and everything and. Um, as Carlos said, it doesn't just teach tricks, but it teaches acting skills, storytelling skills, performance skills, how to really become a magician. So I'd encourage anybody who might want to do this or might have a, a relative, a kid, a grandchild, a whoever. Anyhow, it's we had fun doing it, and we're going to start working on volume two uh, pretty soon. Okay. And that, that's that's exactly. I think that's great that you've you know you've created a wonderful wonderful program, and I think that 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 it's very 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 it's it's not simple, but but it's but it's not extremely uh, difficult. So I think it's right there in the middle that it's very rich, and it actually if you do it, you can put on a thirty minute magic show yourself. So I think it's pretty. That's very great. That's also, it was created during the quarantine uh, when people really were not going out of their houses except only to go to the drugstore or the grocery store. So all the props you need, you can uh, probably already have at home or you can get in a local 
drugstore for less than $5. You know, it uses cards, coins, pencils, rubber bands, paper clips, paper, pencil, those kind of things. Uh, it's mm -hmm. so you, you don't have to spend money on props. Ah, that's wonderful. Yeah, you get the prop at home. You already have them. So give this a try and, you know, you'll be helping our program, uh, you know, continue to develop and making changes in, in our work. So another thing that you wanted to talk about is that, you know, during quarantine, we created this where we're in the middle of, you know, this conversation. Oh, yeah. You know, we created it as an experiment trying to, to, to come up with a different way to engage with people that, that are interested in your work. We want to learn more from, from you guys. What would you guys want us to be talking about? What do you think will be um, cool subjects to, to, to touch on on these conversations? We have had you know some guests uh, that, are, that we didn't uh, know before we brought them on. Uh, some guests, guests that are longtime friends of the program or staff from uh, our education chapters. I think it's been a wonderful um, experience. Uh, what, what is your take on this, Tom? This crazy thing that you know we get to talk online live <laughs> every week. Yeah, uh, it, it's been almost um, half the year. I think uh, we've been going for um, uh, five months uh, doing this every Wednesday night. And it was an opportunity for me to review a lot about um, the wonderful people who have, excuse me, been associated with Magicians Without Borders. We, we have a man who's our greatest supporter in India, uh, Dhananjay Mehta. And he puts people up that come to India with Magicians Without Borders. And he said to me once, he said, Everybody you bring here is such a wonderful person. And we got to spend an evening with many of those people um, over this year. And uh, it's, been, it's been really wonderful for me. And then we met new people that I have never met. Uh, uh, Tommy, a few weeks ago, was just an amazing person who I will when the pandemic allows me to travel to New York, I will definitely connect with him. And I want to thank you, Carlos, for being inspired to do this. Um, and it's it's going to eventually contain the whole history of Magicians Without Borders. Uh, it's pretty fantastic. I, I think that's, that's what gets me the most excited, is that we, you've got some wonderful stories. We've got some wonderful stories. And, you know, we got, we have them, but we have not been able to share them. And this is another way that we can share them and not only share them, but, you know, it gets, you know, archived and, and we have those stories, you know, uh, therefore for, you know, for, for, well, in this social networks and, and the internets and it's not going to get lost. So I think that's, that's wonderful. I think that was one of the highlights for me also was, you know, trying to, to, to develop this and we're learning you know we we uh, if you see the first ones our, our, our audio is not the best the you know the connection issues the music issues everything you know we've been learning so uh, we, we we definitely appreciate you guys you know sticking with us and you know having the patience to be with us 
and uh, it's been great and we hope that we continue to do this and bring on all the other people that we uh, you know want to 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 have because we definitely have more people to to invite and what what carlos said you know if if you have ideas for topics that we could examine or people we could invite who you feel really uh, connect with Magicians Without Borders or are doing similar work. We've had a number of people, um, Magic Aid, for instance, who uh, have trained doctors and, magic, uh, and medical students to do magic in hospitals for very sick children. Anybody who um, is using magic in, in these kind of ways, we would love to uh, have them on here and highlight them and learn from them and share uh, our mutual experiences. Um, so what, whatever, I, I, I think, I think um, we're going to go into 2021 being changed by this past year, this historic, difficult, demanding, creative, reinventing kind of year. And who knows what these kind what shape these um, conversations might take in the future? Um, so thank you, Carlos, and everybody out there, and you, Carlos and Lara, have a most wonderful, uh, happy New Year. May it be healthy and happy and creative, and uh, all the blessings may you everyone out there have. Oh, yeah, we definitely wish everybody uh, uh, the best year's end, and you know what, what will come next. We'll see how how we can uh, adapt. Like the this story, I want to I want to end with with the, you know this sequence of stuff that we did in the year because as I told you uh, before, we we started doing virtual shows, but I think this one was the biggest because one of our goals for this year was that we were going to go to New York. And we were going to go to New York and we were going to, you know, do that that we have been doing for the past, uh, since 2016. You know, in 2016, we, we took a group of kids to New York from Colombia. In 2018, we took one student. So in 2020, we wanted to take students from three countries, from, from two countries, from Costa Rica and from Colombia. And, you know, this happened and we couldn't. And where do we take him? We take him to New York to a conference called Performing the World which is a wonderful con conference that brings people together on performance that has a social impact. And it's a wonderful uh, conference. There's usually around 400 people from around 30 countries. And it's in a wonderful place in 42nd Street, really close to uh, Times Square. It's wonderful. And, you know, this year, of course, we were not going to be able to do it. So they decided to do a show online. So the conference online, an online conference. And we were able to participate in that one, but in a wonderful way, because we were not only sharing our story, but our students got to perform. It was the first time that we got performances from three countries at the same time. So in that conference, we got had Mario, the teacher from El Salvador, with Kimberly, one of his students. Uh, we also had Diego from Costa Rica, the teacher, with one of his students, Abraham. And we had from Colombia, Tamara, the teacher with one of her students, Haider. 
and they did a wonderful job. They had to adapt their shows to do them in virtual ways. They had, you know, we had a rehearsed, we came up with different ways of sharing magic. It was wonderful. They did a great job. The session was for over uh, 85 people from uh, lots of places, most mostly the United States, but they were people from over 20 countries. It was wonderful. And they got to share magic. They got to share their experiences. Uh, uh, you know, they're at home, they're in the corner of their house with the data plans that our donors helped helped us get so that they could get connected to the internet. And and they did, you know, place uh, magic from places like that one. Uh, Abraham is in Tirras Escurridabat in Costa Rica. So a slum uh, in, in, in near San Jose in Costa Rica. And this is Kimberly from Aguachapan in El Salvador, a small town in, to the north of of Santa Ana is uh, about two and a half hours away from San Salvador, the capital. And it was wonderful. And they got to perform alongside their teachers. So this is Mario doing a, a bottles performance from our Japan also. And you can see the reaction from the audience. They were having a great time. And this is Diego from Costa Rica. I think uh, this was once in a lifetime uh, opportunity and experience to have all of our teachers together with their students in an international stage but that international stage you know was online and 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 this pandemic you know turning everything online we we tried to do also our social work online and the, the, i think that was one of the most challenging uh, aspects is how do we continue to do our social work online so we're started trying things. We tried a bunch of different uh, 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 utility softwares and stuff that we could use. And, and we ended up using uh, Google Meet, which was very fortunate because uh, you know it, it helped us connect people from uh, uh, all over the world to be our volunteer teachers in our classes. So our weekly classes, we put them together. And we had people like Katrina who joined us in, in, in the volunteer trip in January, she also hold a class for her kids. So in the, in the class, you can see there's people that is joining from their houses, but also people that were joined, that joined us in the physical place where we started get going out again in, in, in the places where we hold our classes, our weekly classes. They were there also with a computer. And, and, and this, you know, opened up the, the, the opportunity to have people like, you know, Eric Tate, from Penguin Magic, uh, we, we got a, a class from him. So that's something that was unheard of uh, for us to have, you know, a class from, from somebody from Penguin, you know, that, that was gonna be with us for a full hour sharing stuff with us. It was a great way to, to, to you know, to, to use uh, this uh, Google Meet and, 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 and that the pandemic allowed us to, to do this. Here we have kids that are in, in homes in the slums of Bogota, in Aguachapan, in Tirrases, Costa Rica, and Eric, who is in, in Ohio, in, in New York. So I know it was wonderful. This is also another teacher. He's Jorge Ruiz. He's from Colombia. He was here at the beginning of the, of the broadcast, but he is in Russia. So all the way from, from, from uh, Russia, he could connect, and we got a class with them with him so I, I think it was it's it's something that on a weird weird very weird way is you know something that we could 
you know, a make or, or say, you know, thank you to, to, to 2020 for allowing us in the midst of a pandemic to have that kind of opportunity. Mm, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And, and, you know, as you said, the year taught us what's important and what really matters and how to navigate uncertainty. And, and I really want to end with, with this. Because as we got better performing and performing, we 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 uh, ended up uh, making a very very good virtual show, a uh, uh, like so so good that, that this story uh, I'm very excited to tell because uh, back in 2016 when we went with a couple of uh, a bunch of kids, six kids from the slums of Bogota to New York, I remember we were walking downtown, uh, New York in Manhattan. And one of the kids just pointed to a building and said, hey, kids, look, that's where Google is, right? And, uh, and it was very interesting because, you know, they were pointing at a Google office in Manhattan. We were walking by it and they're like, oh, that's the logo that we used to search stuff. And, and, you know, they made me take that picture. And that was in 2016. But as I was saying, you know, in this pandemic, we tailored the show for this new virtual era and we were able to perform that show for a google audience meaning google hired us multiple times to perform for their employees so this was this was i mean this is unreal it, it feels kind of magical just saying it out loud you know that that a company like google chose us for their for entertainment of the remote teams. So we were able to entertain teams uh, uh, from nine people all the way to 200 and something uh, in, in different parts of the world. And you know, kids in the slums of Bogota, they were performing for people in Asia. They were performing for people in Singapore, in Australia, in New Zealand, in Japan. You know, they were performing for people in the UK, in Ireland, uh, in, the U in the United States. It was amazing. And they were able to provide uh, for their families during this pandemic because of these virtual shows. Yeah. So, I mean, it's amazing that something as unpredictable, as uncertain as this pandemic, where the kids families lost their jobs they, they 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 their situation was extreme and having something like magic be there as a tool for you to you know generate a, a income in this environment i don't know it was wonderful to witness yeah just I, I'm thinking, you know, as you say, you know, we we did shows for people in Singapore and Germany and New Zealand, Australia, UK, US, all those places. That's truly like magicians without borders, you know, like the virtual world is without borders. I mean, we would do shows at midnight for people in Asia and six o'clock in the morning for people in Germany and Poland. And it was really yeah. wild. It was, it was, and the kids were so beside themselves that they were performing for this 
organization and they wanted to take screenshots with them after every show. Oh, it was great. Yeah. So, and there were like, well, how many shows? 13 shows? For yeah, with 15 for them, yeah. 15, amazing, yeah. Yeah, it was amazing. So, uh, what I, a I, great way to end the year, you know, doing yes. all those holiday parties for Google all around the world. Amazing. Yeah, I think, you know, and of course, we mentioned Google because it's, you know, one of our, one of the highlights uh, and, and that story of, of, you know, having that, a, a the picture with us, but it, it's 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 been there's been so many more, of course, a, and and you can definitely check this out in in this website in corporate.magicianswithoutborders.com. You can see that we perform for a lot of companies. We perform for Waymo. We perform for YouTube. We perform for uh, the Eastsight Institute. We perform for. A big companies here in Colombia, like Ecopetrol, the biggest petrol company here. So it, 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 it was just amazing to see how, you know, the, the borders got blurred or are getting blurred by this, you know, technology. So it was wonderful to see that we can, uh, you know, get our, our magic out there and our kids' magic out there in a virtual way that has, you know, uh, some... Uh, repercussion in their lives, like an important uh, repercussion in their life. Well, so much of it was your doing. You know, director of global programs has taken on a whole new meaning, Carlos. I'm so grateful to all the work, wonderful work you do for Magicians Without Borders and especially for these young magicians. I'm sure their lives are so much richer because of of you and the work you do it's great thank, thank you thank you thank you i i do it with uh, a bunch of love and you know i'll continue to do it and i don't know do we dare answer this ah, <laughs> do, do we dare say that we want to plan something for next year <laughs> if we don't know what that that's gonna bring <laughs> Let's meet next Wednesday and talk about it. <laughs> we can plan maybe that far ahead, maybe. Uh, I know, I know. So everyone, thank you for joining us. This has been an amazing experience through 2020. Very challenging year that ended up being very fruitful for our, our programs and our kids. And we hope that we can continue to grow thanks to your support. So uh, as always, we say if you want to uh, support uh, uh, the work we do, you can always, always uh, consider uh, us for a donation. Uh, you could do it for the year's end or you could do it any time of the year. But uh, if, if you want to help this uh, purpose of using magic to create a just world full of possibilities in communities around the planet, you know, this is the place to do it. This is the moment to do it. With your support, we, we, we are actually helping kids in the slums of South America perform for global companies. And, and they're earning income with that. But the, all the work that's behind it, we have to train them. We've been together with them for years. We've been together uh, with some of these kids from, you know, in Colombia since 2012, in Salvador from 2008. And, and and we we keep on developing them, but we do it 
because of you and, 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 and thanks to you. So if you're considering to do to giving a gift, uh, please consider donating to Magicians Without Borders and the work that we do. Thank you very much. And once again, may all of you and may Magicians Without Borders have a healthy, happy, successful, wonderful 2021. Yes. Thank you, everybody. Thank Have you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you.